Hello and welcome to this February 24th emergency edition of Ukraine Without Hype. And I regret to inform you that the war that we've been talking about all this time since has really been building up since April. And looking back since 2014, it has come. In Kyiv, we've already been subjected to multiple cruise missile attacks. There are likely more incoming. Uh, cities and towns across the country are reporting to be hit by Russian missiles and Russian artillery. Russian infantry groups have been pushing up from Crimea, down from Belarus, and of course across the eastern border with Russia. Yeah, right now we're looking at a few major fronts. There is on the Crimea-Kherson front, as the Ukrainian forces seem to have mostly fallen back to defend the cities of Kherson and to block Russian forces from entering the Zaporizhia Oblast. The Kherson region is quite difficult to defend, which is an understandable strategy that they've used. Next, we're going around, we're looking at the typical front line on Donbass throughout all these years, which is holding quite steady. The most elite units of the Ukrainian army are stationed there, and they are holding their own and withstanding the Russian attack. Looking north into Sumy and Kharkiv, Kharkiv is under massive uh, bombardment, and it seems as though there are reports that Russian troops have entered the city limits of Sumy. Beyond that, we're looking at the Kiev front. Now, uh, I was awake at the time, 5 o'clock in the morning, when the rocket attacks began on military airstrips in the vicinity of the city. Um, there is a push by the Russians coming down through Belarus, although it is going quite slowly. They are being stalled in the Chernobyl exclusion zone. But the real danger here seems to be Hostomel. So can you describe what exactly is the importance of Hostomel Antonov airstrip? So the village of Hostomel is home to the Antonov airstrip. This is an airport about 25 kilometers away from Kiev, north of Kiev. Uh, obviously, if the Russians are able to gain control of it, they can use it as a staging ground uh, to strike Kiev. So it is immensely important strategically to prevent any Russian infantry push towards the capital city. At the moment, the Ukrainian army and National Guard have, have reported that they more or less have the situation under control, that they are holding off the enemy's landing groups. Uh, but the battles at Chernobyl are still ongoing, and if the Russians are able to push through and link up, then that will present a far greater threat uh, to Kiev than currently uh, than we currently see. So the the situation is obviously always fluid and always changing. So anything that we say may be invalid by the time you listen to this. But at as of February 24th, 2022, 18.30 Kiev time, that seems to be the situation. Uh, the government has announced that the situation around and in Kiev is currently calm and under control. The Kiev metro lines have been uh, running, but all but all Kiev metro stations have been uh, turned into bomb shelters, and a curfew has also been implemented in Kiev from the hours of uh, 2200 to 0700. Yes, these uh, subway stations were constructed in Soviet times in order to withstand a nuclear attack, so at the moment they are the safest places to be. Uh, at the moment, Ukraine Without Hype Studios has relocated to the outskirts of the city into the suburbs, 
where there's a less likely chance of there being any serious attack. We are not near any uh, strategic, strategically sensitive points, so that is not um, an immediate concern. There is an orderly but very crowded withdrawal from the city that many people are doing. Um, the roads are quite clogged to exit, but so far there has not been any real panic. Um, there is uh, are large lines at grocery stores. There's large lines at especially ATM machines so people can have hard currency um, in the event that the banking systems go down. But so far, again, the situation is um, controlled, I would say. Yeah, it's hard to say that it is safe, whatever that word means in a war. And make no mistake, this is a war, a full-scale war and a full-scale Russian invasion. Um, in the aggressor state, anti-war protests have sprung up uh, across the country from Novosibirsk to St. Petersburg, uh, though they are typically taking the form of uh, the one-man picket protests, which are technically legal in Russia, and yet you get arrested for them anyway. Uh, but the Russian media has been very strongly attempting to spin the Russian invasion as nothing more than a security operation in the Donbass to secure the puppet authorities. Um, however, we do live in the 21st century, and it is hard to keep news of a full-scale war out of social media. I have seen demonstrations in St. Petersburg, albeit a small one. Um, we'll see if that develops any further, because obviously the information has to leak out somehow. Uh, this uh, Ukraine is Ukraine information space is very readily available to Russians. It is often conducted within the Russian language. So the idea of them being unaware of it entirely seems uh, unlikely to me. It has to catch on somehow, although the Russian government has done a very thorough job of suppressing Russian protests and civil society in the past, and this is not a government that is beholden to its people in any way. Yeah, there's, I would say, a little bit of hope that the Russian protests will uh, have some effect on the current invasion. But from everything we've observed so far, it seems like Putin is acting out the steps in a plan drawn up long, long ago. Until Kiev falls, however, Ukraine is still standing strong and will stand strong even if Kiev does fall though obviously that would be an enormous hit to morale for Ukrainians uh, across the country. But the government seems to be uh, set on fighting over every inch of land, especially in the capital itself. So with any luck, the, the current kind of stable situation here will hold. But again, Kiev is only a few hundred kilometers away from Belarus, uh, and the Russians have spent quite a while building up their forces there. So even if their initial blitzkrieg attacks fail to work, there's no doubt in my mind that they will uh, continue to keep attempting to seize Kiev. The other factor here is that the Russian economy has largely tanked by now. The value of the ruble has dissipated. Um, the Russian stock market has crashed. Uh, this will hurt the average Russian. So the average Russian if not for the basic value of humanity, at least their own basic level of living conditions, they have, in, 
I, I, it's, it's so easy to say that the Russian people have been stripped of their agency by their authoritarian government, but it does in many ways come down to them. I don't know how, but it comes down to them. With any luck, one, I won't call it a silver lining, um, but one ironic twist is that Russia has uh, redirected much of its interior security forces to the Ukrainian border, uh, likely in anticipation of conducting um, pacification operations following uh, the subjugation or capture of Ukrainian cities. This may present Russians with a greater opportunity uh, to oppose their government than maybe they normally would have. Though, of course, uh, the Russian plans of occupation and subjugation of the Ukrainian people and uh, Ukrainian territory does not bode well for us. Uh, at the moment, personally, uh, Anthony and I are safe. Our power and internet is holding still, um, and we are not yet going anywhere. When the time comes for it, we will move west, but we do not. But we do not feel as though the time has come for it yet. Kiev still holds strong. The Russian operation to capture Antonov Air Base is faltering, and if the reports are correct, is about to fail. But let's see how that goes by the time this is released and you hear it again. This is all changing so very rapidly that any hope of doing an update is quite difficult. Though we look back at, say, like the Vice reports during Maidan, those were turned out on a pretty regular basis and were only, you know, a few hours behind time. So it's, it's a tested format. Yeah, we'll try to keep our listeners here updated. Um, with whatever accurate information we can find. Uh, at the moment, I would just ask everyone to keep Ukraine in your thoughts, to go and demonstrate at every single Russian embassy you see, to press your elected representatives to impose sanctions on Russia, uh, and if you're of a certain kind of mindset, to redacted the redacted the redacted out of Russian embassies. And of course, look for lists online of various charities you can support. There's a lot of people who need help right now. Um, the very young, the very old, the injured, the sick. There, there's a lot of vulnerable people that are not as uh, mobile as we are that uh, are in desperate need of aid. Um, not much else to say right now. We'll try to update when we can. Thank you very much for listening. Slava Ukraini. Hroyam Slava.